Welcome to the Gold Rush 2011 podcast. Gold Rush is an annual student-led conference hosted by Perimeter Church. This year's theme was Consumed, where we talked about what we are consumed with and who ultimately consumes us. Thank you for downloading, and we hope you enjoy. What's up, Gold Rush? How are you guys feeling? Last day. I am so sad. I cannot believe it went by this fast. Um, I am so nervous right now, so I'm just going to go to our king right now. So please bow your heads with me. Um, God, I just come before you right now, and um, God, I am just shaking right now. I am just so nervous to share, God, but I pray that you would just... I pray that you would just come to this place, God. I pray that you will be here, God. You have been here all week, God. Um, You've been here at missions, God. You've been here in production, God. You've been here in our small groups, God, and we just thank you for that, God. Um, I pray that you will just um, give me words to speak, God. I pray that um, if I say things that are not meant to be, God, I pray that they will just be erased from our ears tonight, God, and I pray that this will just be you and you alone and no one else. In Christ's name I pray, amen. All right, um, so I want to start off by talking about the drama a little bit. I know for me at the beginning of the week, I had kind of no idea what was going on. I was like, we got Dustin Beaver over here, and we got Snuggy Kid, and yeah, right? I know, it's funny, it's funny, but I was like, what, who, what are they talking about up there? And so at the beginning of the week, we had these characters that were consumed with the weirdest things possible, um, sleeping all the time just crazy things. And so it progressed and it progressed. And finally, last night, we saw them break a little bit. We saw who they are. We saw their brokenness, like Holly was talking about Tuesday night. And tonight, it finally came together. We saw their emptiness. We saw the void in their life that they're trying to fill. And that's why we're here tonight. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about that thing that we just try to fill, that void in our life, those things that consume us, That's what we're trying to fill. We're trying to fill that void. And um, I want to read to you guys Romans 7, which I really feel just like sums that up. Um, I'm skipping around a little bit, so if you're following in your Bible. But if not, I just want you to think about this. I want you to meditate on this. In your small groups all week, you've been talking about the things that consume you. Um, I know I encouraged my small group to make a list of the things that consume them. And so if you've done that this week, if that's been on your heart, I want you to think about that as I'm reading this. Um, This is Romans 7. But now we are released from the law having died to the thing which held us captive so that we serve in the way so that we serve in the new way of the spirit and not in the old way of the written code now if i do what i do not want i agree with the law that is good so now it is no longer i who do it but the sin that dwells within me for i know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh for i have the desire to do what is right but not the ability to carry it out For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. But I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, Who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. Now, the first part of this I love because it says, having died to which has held us captive, those things in our life that consume us, whether that's um, relationships or whether that's sports or theater or 
uh, family problems or anything, those things that we've been talking about all week that consume us, having died to which has held, held us captive. And so at the end, it says, who will deliver me from this body of death? Who? That is what we're addressing tonight. We're addressing the question of who. Um, Corey opened us up on Monday night and talked to us about um, satisfaction. He talked to us about his dumb, dumb addiction and how um, it's temporary satisfaction and that we are all desiring to consume things, but it's never actually going to fill us. It's going to give us that temporary satisfaction. It's going to fill those desires in our heart, but only for a short-lived time. And then Tuesday night, Holly talked about how broken we are and that because of our brokenness, we, we run to these things. We hope that they will consume us. And um, that's, why we, that's why we want them to consume us. And then um, last night, Will talked to us about how, um, how to move away from the things that consume us. And we do this by following. We follow the Lord. And he gave the example, we're not following him like we follow him on Twitter. We're following him like we're following him with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul. It's the desire of our heart to follow the Lord. Um, so tonight, I, I want to um, share with you a little bit about my life. I want to talk to you a little bit about um, my junior year of high school and um, the things that really just consumed me that year and really just distracted me from the Lord. Um, my junior year of high school, I would just became so obsessed with the idea of having a boyfriend and having a relationship and just having that intimate relationship and having that person in my life that I knew would always be there and that would be that sense of love and be acceptance to me and maybe that I would mean something and that I would feel appreciated. And it became this obsession in my mind. And it was my like goal all year long to get in a relationship. And I was still walking with the Lord. So I wanted it to be God honoring, but I wasn't focused on God. I was focused on what I wanted. I was focused on my plan. I became consumed with this, this idea of this relationship that I just had come up with this idea in my mind, and it wasn't his plan. It wasn't what he wanted for my life. Um, I soon realized that I just kept giving my heart away, just to guy after guy. I would just give my heart away and just not even think twice about it, and eventually I just became so brokenhearted and just really just came to the Lord wondering why this had happened, but knowing that all along I had not kept the Lord in my mind. I had not I had been walking with the Lord, but I had been so distracted. Um, I know that the things that whatever, it may not be relationships for you. It may be family problems. It may be friends. It may be sports. It may be theater. It, I don't know what it is for you, but whatever's consuming you, it can distract us. And I know it distracted me. It distracted me from my walk with the Lord so much that I came to the place where anything, absolutely anything seemed more appealing than to sit down and spend time with the Lord. And I know that that's just such a hard place to be. Um, we know that the Lord is present. I know at Gold Rush this week, he has been so present. And we know that he's present all the time, but it's so hard to think about it sometimes when you're struggling and when you're in that dark place and when you're in the valley, it's hard to remember that he's present all the time. Um, earlier this week, we sang a song, Forever Rain. Um, we've actually sang it a couple times. And um, one of my favorite lines of that song is, Nothing compares to your embrace. Light of the world forever reign. Nothing compares to his embrace. No matter how much I chased after these guys, and no matter how much I wanted these worldly relationships, 
nothing was going to compare to his embrace. And it took me so long to realize that. But once I realized it, it is just such a beautiful thing, guys. The Lord is here. The Lord is here tonight, and he wants to wrap his arms around you. Whatever the things are, like Will talked about last night, the chains in our life. The, um, he gave the example of Jacob Marley, how we just have these chains, and whatever they are, just the things hanging off of him. He said um, for him, sometimes it would be the Bible, like trying to be good. And the Lord just wants to wrap his arms around those chains and tear them apart tonight, God. Um, God is here, and I'm just so excited to just share more with you guys. Um, so, like I was saying, um, forever rain. Nothing compares to your embrace. The Lord's embrace is so sweet, and it's so tender, and it's so fatherly, and it's so unique. It's nothing like any, anything else. It's not like any worldly relationship. It's not like any family member. No matter how much these people on this earth love you, it's never going to feel like the Lord's embrace. And so, kind of back to my uh, junior year story, as I just chased after these guys in my life, I just became more and more hurt and more and more um, heartbroken. And um, I really came to a place where I knew that the Lord, I was still walking with the Lord, but I realized that I wasn't surrendering this. I wasn't laying this at the foot of the cross. I was just holding on to it with dear life because I wanted what I wanted and I didn't care what the Lord wanted for my life because I thought my plan was best and I would have told you that. And um, I just didn't realize what surrendering meant. I didn't realize that I had to, I had to let this go. I had to open my hands. Um, I really did think that um, my way was the best. And no matter what else happened, I thought that what I wanted for my life was most important. Um, I'm going to do a little illustration. So I need two volunteers, preferably near the front. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, you and you. Okay. Okay, do you guys like candy? Yes. Yes, okay. Um, so do you want some candy? Yes. Okay, take it. Well, take the candy. No, take, are you going to take it? Take the candy. Okay, here, no, I'm just, okay. Thank you, thank you. You can sit down. Do you want some candy? Yes. Okay, take it. Here. Here. Thank you. Okay. You can sit down. <laughs> okay. So that may seem a little weird. Um, I just gave two kids candy. Enjoy your Starburst. But um, for the first kid, I, I said, here, take it. Take it. Take the candy. And he was like, okay, I'm trying to take the candy. You keep moving your hand. And so I eventually gave him the candy, but I gave him like two pieces. I don't know if you saw that. I gave him like two, two Starbursts. Sorry. But um, the next volunteer, I, I said, take the candy. And I put it in her hands. I gave her like 15 Starbursts, like lucky girl. But um, I just opened my hands and I gave it to her. And guys, that's what I was doing in my life junior year. And that's what we're doing sometimes when we're so consumed and so distracted. I, was, I knew the Lord wanted me to surrender this. I knew it. And so I would surrender it over and over again. I remember praying just over and over again, like, God, I'm just going to surrender this to you. I'm going to surrender these guys in my life. I'm going to surrender this idea of wanting this potential relationship. And so I'd, I'd just give him, like, a niblet. I'd be like, okay, you can, like, have this relationship, but I get the next one. Promise? Okay, cool. And so I would just give a little bit and a little bit, but never open my hands. I would never completely go, Lord, here's my life. Here's every part of my life, I'd be like, Lord, you can have everything else in my life, but let me 
let me handle my love life. Let me handle the relationships in my life. And that's what we're doing, guys. When we're letting these things consume us, when we're letting these worldly things consume us, we're, we're taking it away from the Lord. We're, we're reluctantly handing him just a little piece and a little piece when all he wants us to do is open our hands. All he wants us to do is run to him and say, here you go. Here's my life. Because, guys, he does have a plan. Whatever it is in your life that's consuming you, he does have a perfect plan for your life. I promise you. And it took me so, so long to figure that out. And I still struggle with that daily. Um, But it's so important to know that he does have a plan and that he is working in your life. Um, Whatever is going on, whatever you're struggling with, whatever these things that are consuming you, your chains, he does have a plan and it is perfect. Um, Back to my story a little bit. I was trying to I was trying to fit the Lord's plan into my plan instead of giving my life over, like with my candy illustration. I was trying to just take back my life and not just hand it over like we have to do. Um, I was caught in between what I wanted and what I thought I needed for my life and what the Lord had planned in his perfect plan. And um, a dance is going to come out right now and really just illustrate that for you guys. Guys, this is such the perfect picture of where I was junior year. Um, I was caught in between what I wanted and what I thought I needed for my life and what the Lord wanted and what the Lord had planned for me and his perfect plan. Um, Guys, the God of the universe who gave you all your gifts and all your talents and has given you everything in your life is pursuing us. He wants to have this personal and intimate relationship with us. He wants to dance with us. And I know it's weird to think about that, but a dance is something emotional. It's something passionate, and it's something intimate. And that's what the Lord wants to have with us. He wants to have a relationship. Um, he wants to move with you. He wants to walk with you through, through this life, and he wants to be there every step of the way. There's so many times that, like I was saying earlier, we get distracted we get distracted and we walk the completely other direction. We, we take the things in our lives, like how these girls had these flowers. We take the things in our life that consume us and we hold on to it for dear life and we don't want to give it up. And we don't want the Lord to give us something better because we don't trust him enough. And we don't believe that he's going to do it. And we don't believe that he actually has that perfect plan for us. Guys, we're always going to struggle, and we're always going to want to fill those voids in our life. But in the midst of our struggle is where we see God the most. I know in my life, I have been so lost and so confused and struggled so much, and yet those are some of the sweetest times I've had with the Lord. Some of the sweetest times I've had with the Lord is when I haven't known where I was going to go next. I haven't known which road I was going to turn down, and I had no idea what the Lord was doing in my life. Um... Going into my senior year a little bit, um, this year for me was just honestly one heartbreak after another. Um, every time I felt like the Lord was pushing me in one direction, he would, I would turn a corner and he'd be leading me a completely different way. I feel like I didn't get anything that I wanted this year. I felt like it was all his plan. And yet I still, even after everything that had happened junior year, I still didn't completely trust him. And just like I was saying earlier um, with the struggle, it was a struggle. It was a daily struggle sometimes to trust the Lord and to surrender the things in my life that were consuming me. Um, 
I truly believe that my way was better no matter what. Um, the Lord was changing my heart, though, to see that his plan was so much better. Um, but I was still so uneasy about what he was doing and um, where he was going with my life. Um, I want to use another illustration. Um, John Piper, which is an amazing speaker, um, I got the chance to hear him at a Passion Conference in um, January of this year. And he uses this illustration about how we do everything in our life for a reason. Um, you want to get an A on a test because you want to get a good grade in the class. You want to get a good grade in the class because you want to graduate high school. You want to graduate high school so you can get into a good college. You want to get into a good college so that you can get a good job. You want to get a good job so that you can um, make lots of money and have a family. And so we go on and on and on. And everything we do, we do for a purpose. So after all that, what's on the bottom? Why, why are you really doing all those things? Why do you want to get into a good college? Why do you want to have a good job? Why do you want to have a family? Because, because the Lord's giving you those desires or because you want to please yourself? Are you on the bottom of your life or is God on the bottom of your life? And I remember th sitting there thinking, I'm on the bottom. I'm trying to please myself. Um, I was in the middle of the college application process and I was like, I want to get into this college because it's where I want to go. No other reason. And not maybe, maybe it was where the Lord wanted me, but maybe it wasn't. And it was me on the bottom. I was trying to please myself. And the sad thing is when we're on the bottom, everything else, the layers after that are all about us. We're doing things for us. We're not doing things for other people. We're not serving. We're, it's all about us. And so the little things in our life, the little friend problems and the, just the daily struggle at school, it's all going to seem so much bigger because we're trying to glorify ourselves. We're trying to build us up, and it needs to be the Lord. It needs to be the Lord. The Lord has to be on the bottom, and everything comes from that. Because when the Lord's on the bottom, the little things in your life, the little fights, the, the family problems, the big stuff too, um, your addictions, your, your need for approval, all of this, it's, the Lord's on the bottom. So all of that matters less. All of that fades away. All of that matters less because your joy is stemming from the Lord and not from yourself. You're not trying to please yourself anymore. You're trying to serve the Lord. You're trying to get to know the Lord better. You're trying to have a relationship with him. Um, um, I think on the screens is going to be uh, Luke 9, 23. Then he said to them all, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. I'm going to read it one more time. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Deny themselves. Guys, that means that we're not on the bottom anymore. We have to deny ourselves. If we're not denying ourselves, then we're putting ourselves first always. Then everything, like I just said, that example, like everything's coming from us. Like all the things in our lives, we're trying to please ourselves. Take up your cross daily. What does that mean? It means to die to ourselves. It means the sin in our lives, the things that consume us in our lives, whatever that may be for you, we have to lay them at the foot of the cross. Guys, he died for every sin in our life. He died for everything that consumes us. And all he's asking is for us to die to that, to lay it at his feet, to give him every burden in our life. 
Um, and then lastly, it says, follow me. Kind of like what Will was talking about last night. That to move away from our, the things in our life that consume us, we have to follow him. We have to run after him. Um, he died so that we, we may live. He died so that we may live in his presence daily. So that we may be consumed by him. It's not anything that we're trying to do. It's letting him in. It's letting him consume us. It's getting to the place by, by dying to yourself where he can consume us. It's learning to die to ourselves every single day in order to see his greater plan, in order to see that perfect plan that he has for our lives. Um, we are also, when we, deny, when we deny ourselves, we're denying the world. And when we deny the world, we become closer to the Lord. We see the Lord more when we, when we walk away from the world. Like in the dance where the girls would dance with this worldly side and yet they would come to the Lord and dance with the Lord. But yet they would go back and forth and back and forth because they were letting those things that consume them. They were getting drawn into that, but yet they still wanted to be with the Lord. The only way to truly be with the Lord is to lay the things down that consume us. It's to lay them down at the foot of the cross to surrender them, to die to them every single day. Um, I have a quote by another one of my favorite speakers, which is Louis Giglio, and I think it should be on the screen. Yeah, it's a little confusing, so I'm going to read it like twice. Um, it says, but, but to mean it when I say that I want my life to count for his glory is to drive a stake through the heart of self, a painful and determined dying to me that must be a part of the everyday life I live. I'm going to read it one more time. But to mean it when I say that I want my life to count for his glory is to drive a stake through the heart of self, a painful and determined dying to me that must be a part of the everyday life I live. Guys, to fully be a part of the amazing plan that he has for you and to fully know him and to fully grow in a relationship with him, we have to die to ourselves. We have to drive a stake through the heart of self I know, it sounds a little painful, but it has to be a dying to ourselves. It has to be a surrender. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It's not easy. And it's going to be a daily struggle to lay down the things at the cross that consume you. To lay down those things that you can't stop thinking about. To lay down the simplest of those things, but yet the most intense of those things. To lay down your addictions. To lay down those family problems. To lay down those relationships. To... Lay those down at the foot of the cross and die to them. And step back and see what the Lord's going to do in your life. Guys, he is passionately pursuing us. He passionately wants to dance with us every single day of our lives. So what do we have to do? We have to surrender these things, whatever they may be for you. We have to die to ourselves. And lastly, we have to turn our eyes on him. Um, there's an old hymn, and I'm going to quote it, and it says, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. It says, Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim. Guys, if we're looking into his face, if we're looking into the face of our Savior, the face of our Creator, who has that perfect plan for your life, who is there with you every day, who wants to be with you, who wants to move with you through your life, 
if we're doing that every day, if we're turning our eyes to Jesus, then the things that we're consumed with are going to fade away. Your, your need for approval, your need to be perfect, um, the reason you party, the reason um, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is, approval, whatever it is, it's going to grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Guys, he is so great, and he is so passionate about each one of you, and he has such a special and perfect plan for each one of you in your life. So when we look to him, the Lord of our lives, who has this plan and who does care about us and who is passionate about every single one of us, you're, you're never going to think about those things again. You're, those are never going to measure up. Yes, you may struggle, and yes, you may think about them again, but they are never going to be ingrained in your mind like they were. They are never going to measure up to what he has to offer for us. I promise you, you will never regret spending time with him. I promise you, you will never regret running to the Lord with all your heart. I promise you, you will never regret letting those things that you're consumed with grow strangely dim. Guys, so for me, it was in the end learning to die to the plans that I had for my life, whether that was college or relationships, um, whatever that is for you. It's learning to die to those plans. It's learning to die to those things that you can't let go of. So we are finally invited to let go. We're invited to relax. We're invited to surrender. We're invited to forget about those things, to let them grow strangely dim. Yeah, something really scary to do, but guys, he's a God of patience. He's a, he's a God of mercy and he's a God of glory. And he's patiently waiting for you to lay these things down at the cross. He wants you to. He wants you to relax. He wants you to let go. Um, back to my candy illustration. He wants you to give, you, give him your life. He wants you to open your hands and just hand it over. Um, no matter how long you've made him wait, no matter how long you've strayed, no matter how many times you messed up or how unworthy you think you are, you are never too unworthy for him. You are never, you've never messed up enough to not, for him not to want to consume you. He wants to consume your life. He wants to be in every part of your life every day. Not just on Sundays, not just at youth group. He wants to be in it every single day, not just at Gold Rush. Something we definitely fall into is the Gold Rush experience. It's an amazing experience, and God shows up every Gold Rush. He does. But he's showing up every day in your life. Um, one of my favorite verses in James is, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Guys, if you're drawing near to the Lord, if you're pursuing him, he's going to show up. He's going to show up like he shows up at Gold Rush. So pursue him. Pursue him when you go home. Let that dying to yourself be a daily thing. Don't let it just be today. Don't let it just be tonight at the concert of prayer. Don't let the things in your life that consume you take hold of you. Take hold of Jesus and turn your eyes towards him. It really truly is all about this. It's about dying to ourselves every single day. It's about the daily surrender, the things in our life that consume us. Because he has been patiently waiting. He's been patiently waiting for us to turn our eyes on him. He's been waiting to consume us. 
It's nothing we have to do but come and die. Come and lay our lives down at the foot of the cross. All we have to do is come, sit, and rest in his glory and grace, in his plan, in his perfect plan he has for your life. He consumes us so we don't have to do anything else because we are so, so, so incapable. Hebrews 12, 29 says, for our God is an all-consuming fire. You've been listening to the Gold Rush 2011 podcast. Perimeter Church is located at 9500 Medlock Bridge Road in Johns Creek, Georgia. If you'd like more information about the church, please visit our website at watershedministry.org.